1: All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants.
0: I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. And with that, good day America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at Media.com And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel to Allah about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Radio.com And also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You'll see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side, and again... <clears throat> Well, that one will be there. <laughs> uh, we are pre-recording, even though we are live. I'm not, I'm not lying to you when I, I say that we're live, uh, but it is a pre-record. On the left side of the page is where Bradley's show is from Saturday. Two hours worth of Bradley Dean. If you want to pick that up, you can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he will be live in that little box right there. And then on the right side is uh, the show we had with Kate on Saturday. And, um, yeah, if you're if you're looking to deal with cellulite and inflammation, um People like the, uh, the title, Thighs, Tums, and Bums that we had on there. Um, check that out with Kate. Well, you can check that out. That'll be live. That'll be the live area. I'm so sorry. See, this is what happens when you do (laughs) pre-records. But uh, you can still see it on our channel, our Rumble channel, which is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And if you click play in that area right now, what'll happen is blow it up on the device you've got, and in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll have a Rumble icon. Click on that. You can join us in the channel over there. And we're also live on BeforeIt'sNews.com, DLive.tv, uh, at the Sons of Liberty and variety of Facebook pages along with uh, the Twitter account. Once I found out that they had uh, streaming back up, I went ahead and set up another one because, again, you guys know they're supposed to give me 48 hours of a review on my account, which they stopped for my interview with Dr. Brian Artis, and I wouldn't pull it down. And, I don't know, four, five, six months later, whatever, it's still under review. Uh, so you can tell tell they really take their policies very serious there. Uh, in any case, you can... You can check us out at the Real Tim Brow 2. Don't put the N there, put a 2 in there. Uh, I guess somebody beat me to the Real Tim Brown, so that's how that works. Um, also, why, up under where we're at live, there is a place where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Please do that. You get that once. A day, And then also there's a donate button at the top of the page, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. If you appreciate what we do and you believe in the message that we have, then uh, consider donating to us uh, to help keep us out there on the Internet, the radio, and the people in the 50 states. And then also, if you would choose to be a monthly supporter, which is our Sons and Daughters of Liberty, that link is also at the top of the page, and we appreciate all of you who help keep us out there. Our store is available this week. We're highlighting Bradley's book, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do?, And uh, normally this is a donation of $11 this week only through Saturday at midnight. You'll be able to pick this book up uh, for 30% off with the promo code GRASS. It's pretty easy, right? GRASS gets you 30% off of the book, but that's only through Saturday at midnight. And uh, yeah, so be sure and check that out. All right, before I bring our guest today, I have some good news. Now, we are pre-recording. This is Sunday that we're pre-recording, and somewhere around 1 o'clock in the morning uh, this morning... uh, I became—I don't know what they're going to call me. Uh, Papa is what I call both of my uh, granddads on both sides of my family. So I don't know if they're going to call me Papa. The kids like Papa. That's fine with me. My youngest boy calls me Papa. That's fine. But I thought of what I would do is just share with you what I believe. I mean, I—I I can't get it out of my head that the—that this is a promise of God fulfilled. Remember, I read to all my kids. Psalm 127, 128, and part of the the, the blessings of God is that you will see your children's children in those passages, right? So I want to introduce to you uh, Tristan David Quinn. He is the Browns, Denise and I's uh, first grandson, and uh, there he is, and I hear he's about—I didn't get all the details of stuff. You know, Dad's—the men really aren't into all that. We just, oh, he's good, he's healthy, everything's good, he looks cute. Uh, I think he looks like a little bit like his dad there. Maybe that. Maybe he's got his mama's eyes, um, but th- that's him there. And then I have, <laughs> have to come back and forth here, so that uh, I'm careful about not showing mom in there. You know, mom's not happy about having pictures put out all there. But uh, then they had him another one here, and uh, he's a healthy little guy. And uh, my, my youngest son, uh, because he's not, you know, because he's the youngest, he's not seen the little babies after they come out. And he goes, well, why is his feet all bent up and his knees all? I said, he's squished in a little bitty place in his mother's tummy. <laughs> I said, that'll stretch out soon enough. But uh, we give glory to God for that. And we thank him for the life he's given. And I'll tell you what, boy, I I pray that uh, that uh, um, Hannah and Troy raise him in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that he gives glory uh, to God. Uh, with his life. And so just wanted to share that with you guys because I shared with you on Saturday that Hannah had been in on Thursday night and then she went in on I think it was Friday night. So they 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 have been in there since then and hopefully today, which will be Monday when we broadcast this, uh they'll be beginning to come home. So we're looking forward to that. But today we have with us again um Dr. Lee Merritt, and uh, I tell you what, I love every time that we get Dr. Merritt on because she always comes with uh, new information. And, um, but today what we're going to start off with is she's coming under attack from a lot of people who still believe in the, in the virus, that it's still out there. They're making some good things that they're saying about the shots and things, which are great, but they're still stuck on the virus stuff and they've, they they've come after dr lee and i I said why don't you i'm going to give you an opportunity to kind of correct the record on some things here and so it's my privilege welcome back to the sons of liberty dr lee Merritt. good morning
1: hey good morning yeah thanks for doing this absolutely so early (laughs) absolutely yeah no that's great and
0: and plus it it allows me to get ahead a little bit tomorrow because i got some things to do so we're going to be playing this and i'm going to be working it alongside as i re-listen to it so why don't you tell us you had an interview with a and boy it's it blew up every i mean i saw it everywhere i haven't even got to see the interview yet i want to see yeah. the interview but i haven't got to well, see I it. can
1: send you a leg and uh, they've yeah, attacked so, you well it's kind of a weird uh situation i think so uh perna made a little video and it went kind of it, i kept seeing it everywhere I didn't know what her name was and and she talked about working in a lab being a lab person and how her lab had looked at 1500 samples of um uh, lung fluid from people that had tested positive for COVID, but they couldn't find any virus okay and then so i i told my scheduler i said we need to find out who that is and see if we can get him on a podcast i just want to know more information okay so we it just turned out that my my scheduler was a friend of a friend of her of porno so so we were able to find out who she was and have her get on the show and and had a really nice interview and before let me just say before I had her on the show I just I test I, I never have anybody on until I've actually kind of vetted them a little bit. I mean I talk to them ahead of time. Rarely do I take them on without that. So I talked to her for you know thinking it would be a short conversation and we just hit it off and we talked for two hours on the phone like days before so i got a feel that she was legit i mean did i did i send out a pi to check out her credentials no but i'm just gonna but but honestly i have done that not with a pi but for example i have looked at credentials when i thought it was it was you know something to do i i actually checked and this will probably change things now he'll probably uh they'll probably jig the rigors records but you know, I, I was, uh, I checked the records on Anthony Fauci because he claims he, he studied at Cornell Medical School and then he did a residency at Cornell uh, Hospital. We don't need a medical license to do, to be a medical student, but you need a medical license to do a residency. So I just thought, I'll just, I don't know why I, this is a long time ago. I thought I'd double check that and he didn't have one on record. Now. I have one on record and i only i trained i did medical school also in new york in rochester new york and i did um a year of fellowship in rochester and for that i needed a medical license also before the age of computers and before everything was digitized and so i knew that new york state you can't blame fauci's thing on the fact that it was before the age of digitization no so was mine and i've called them and i've said hey you know um I need, I can I just get, how do I renew my license if I needed to and uh, to do some locum tennis? They said, oh, once you have a license in New York, you always have a license. You just have to reactivate it. Interesting. So anyway, that's, wow. that's the story. So I'm just going to tell you, you have to understand something about credentialing. So here's what happened. A- and I admit, okay, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. We're not known for our touchy feely how we talk, you know, talking to our patients. We're kind of like the opposite of psychiatrists. But if somebody's truly a psychopath, and they can, they can fool even a good psychiatrist. I'm just going to make that thing. I don't believe that's what's going on here, but I am just going to make that point that, but neglecting all the fa- other factors, I, I didn't get a, I talked to Pruna I did not feel she was a liar or a bad person or a braggart or anything else. She struck me as an honest, everyday person who just decided to speak out after getting fed up with what she perceived as a lifetime of biologic lies because, you know, this, for those people, look at uh, Stefan Lanka and some of these other people who, you know, Stefan Lanka says, you know, I I got a PhD in virology, but don't call me a virologist. Um, And so, you know, he's been shouting about this for a long time, and and some other people have too. This is a this is a controversy that most of us were unaware of, but it be, has, we're becoming unaware of it. We're becoming aware of it. But anyway, so. So I had her on the on the video. It was almost a two hour video, an hour and a half, I think. And I put it up on Rumble and um didn't think too much more about it. And then it just I started noticing, holy cow, this is really this is my biggest video ever. It just kind of went boom. And I let her talk because I wanted her to tell her story, because I'd heard this issue of people saying she isn't who she says she is. She's a history major, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. And I had looked into that at least, and I thought I'd found some papers that she'd published that turned out not to be the same person, but anyway she she told the whole story, I thought, and I thought it was very believable, and you can listen to it and decide what you think. But what has happened subsequently is again, and i'm I'm just posing po- this why go after her like this and not go after other people? I can tell you other people I can't find their credentials. Why just her are we going after this and and honestly. It seems to be by the people that want to promote the idea that viruses are the big scam. So I'm kind of lost. I'm just kind of bumfuzzled by the whole thing. But in any case, they, somebody called the London School of Tropical Medicine, and they said, the, they, they responded from the public relations office, public affairs or public relations office. And they said, no one by that name has a degree from here. Now, let me just point out, I used to be the chief of credentialing for a big hospital and I've done it my for my own credentialing I've had to get. When I had to get my medical license um credential, I mean when I had to when I was applying for a, an, another state's medical license, I had to go back to my medical school. I had to take them a form, I had to send money. It went to the office of the registrar. Okay, that's how you get your credentials verified. It's not through the public relations office. And when I did this as the chief of credentialing for a 250 bed hospital, I can tell you it's not through the public relations office. So why is the public relations office answering this query? Okay. Now I will say it, this is possible. Okay. It is, they may be telling the truth. I suspect they are. It's probable in my opinion. And she told me this, this is what she told me when I either talked to her, it was on the video. I can't remember which she said, listen, my PI said, "Why don't you go ahead and get your graduate, you know, degree?" So I did this. I got, you know, I, I had contacts. I got over to the London school, and it was one of these things I could kind of do work while I was still working. And um, and then at the end of time, she ha- she did a dissertation, and she said, "But they, I was on malaria, and she said they didn't like what I had to say because the same things going on with malaria that it is with some other things that what the, we've been taught over the years isn't true." So she presented this dissertation and she said she had a disagreement with the committee. Can, can
0: I ask you something about that? What what's yeah. not going on with malaria? I mean, it's not a it's obviously not a virus. It's a it's some other form of a It's a
1: parasite. It's a parasite. But yeah. It does all the things. And then, now okay. he, I, I I didn't memorize those details because that okay. wasn't important to me. But right, went I get through it. it. And um The point is is it doesn't create all the disease pathology by itself that we thought or something i think that's what she said i she said it would had to do with some two things put together anyway okay all right um but but my point is is that she told me she said i had a disagreement with the committee by the time i left england i said you know you guys do what you want to do i'm going back to work so it wasn't important to her get the piece of paper and and that i think could be true it if that's all that this is about that did not does not negate the what the data is that she's saying and and i can tell you i mean i had a very good friend who got out of the navy went to school at uc irvine for, for electrical engineering at 6 months shy of his degree got a super job offer with a with a uh, uh, you know one of these uh, defense contractors doing guidance missile technology and he got he took the job never never got his degree but he worked as an electrical engineer for a very long time. I mean, and considered himself an electrical engineer. I mean, that's, so it's not all about the piece of paper. Now, having said that, I will say that, and, and it's also, this was a podcast. Okay, in a podcast, you just, it's just to get information out there. I This isn't a medical meeting. It's not, a, she's not a professor. She has no obligation to present any of this data or any of her, credentials. That's fair. Okay. This is just a podcast. There's two people talking. However, and I've advised her of this, if you're going to play poker, at some point, you got to put down your cards. So if you want to, I offered to help her try to get her publication into print, or we could just publish it online. You know, we could spread it around online so that it's, but that's not fair to her other researchers that want it published. I got to say, you know, assuming this all to be true, you know this is like like they say in law, assuming the the history to be true then um then this should I think she should publish it, but that's her and 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 why would she not want to do it? Well, a couple things one is that you that they have it according to her that the the paper's up for publication in a Danish journal. they're waiting for a a readout, generally, you don't send publications out to other people while you're awaiting a final, okay, but in this case, I think you should override that. This is getting so blown up, and the, and the and it's a moving front, and it's and it has the potential to actually change the course of events here. The German uh, German lab has also come out. She told me she said there are 18 labs around the country around the world doing this research, and we've all gotten kind of the similar results. So we don't find a virus, and we're not finding genetic material in the vaccines. Those are her two big claims. And she's and now the Germans have just come out with with data that says those things. So um, I'm just saying, I the, the jury's out. She's, I think, I I think she's a very nice person. I'm not saying that makes any difference here, except it makes a difference to me that I'm not going to just throw her under the bus because somebody got this thing from the public affairs office, okay? And also because I understand human nature a little bit. Sometimes you might be not wanting to air all your dirty laundry, but you still might be right. Okay. So um I I think that, that this is and, and the other the other way, the other final point I guess I'm gonna make is is that people are coming out sometimes and they speak out because they just they have something to contribute to the conversation that they think is important to get out there. But they're not prepared for the, the onslaught of the criticism and the crap that happens to them. Okay. Um, you know, my whether it's whether this is genetic or not, my great, 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 great grandfather fought in the Revolutionary War of, you know, the you know, seventeen seventy six. So I think I'm a little more genetically prepared for this. But the fact <laughs> yeah. of the matter is, you know, it's like not everybody is, and not, and some people are not going to respond the way we expect them to. In other words, I think a lot of the people that legitimately have a criticism of her saying, "Show us your paper. Show us your credentials. Show us all this stuff." They don't, they don't understand that not everybody wants to get in the fight like that. Okay. And that just cause she spoke out doesn't mean she was prepared for all this. It's kind of like, you know, uh, you might be a gladiator that when you, when you show up in the arena, you know, the first thing to do is be aggressive, unsheath your sword and go after that guy. Defense is not a good posture. Okay. Um, But some people, if they actually, they're not gladiators, they stumble into the arena. Now what happens? They're trying to hide and, you know, shelter themselves. Well, they're going to get killed. You don't. And so they're trying to get out of the arena, right? That's human nature. We're talking about human nature here. And my advice, personally, my advice to both sides in this controversy, the terrain group that are kind of coming after her because they feel she's making them look bad. I don't even think they're associating with her. I mean, she's not trying to make... She said, I'm not speaking out anymore. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to make anybody look bad. Just leave me alone, (laughs) you know? And on their side of it, I see that they don't want to have falsehoods out there that would make them look bad. But in this case, sometimes it's better to just let sleeping dogs lie and let it collapse of its own weight. In other words, if she doesn't come out and prove this, it's just going to go away and people can say what they want about her. You know you yeah know well saying?
0: i yeah and i agree with that i you know i think of a proverbs eighteen seventeen. i was pulling this up when we when we were talking it says the first to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him and one of the things that's going on here uh, dr lee is i'll tell you what COVID has done that they've come yes. out virus 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 and then boy i mean what did kaufman do when i mean because right. i if i if i remember correctly uh, you were one saying you the first time you I said I can't wrap my head around this. How does he say there's no virus? I don't, and then all of a sudden right. you've
1: done more study into that and you've come to the conclusion he's right on that.
0: And right. so and there's
1: Colin, a one and these guys, I mean I sure. I like these guys. They're the I I think they've got the chance of really taking this whole lie down. That is the basis of Amen. the of the ability for them to take us down. You know, here's the way I look at the world. And this may, you know, this is just me, but this is this is the nature of the dark occult. I think there's a few people on the top of this world. Who or what they are, <laughs> you know, is up for grabs. But they're not like us because they know things. That's what occult is, It's hidden. It just means hidden. It doesn't mean people in dark robes are doing satanic rituals. It just means hidden. But the dark occult people hide knowledge in order to uh lord it over us in other words we little people are at the mercy of people that understand the world better and understand human psychology better you know um they know how to manipulate us and they know how to manipulate the whole picture that's why my you know i used to have as a backdrop i used to have dna and then when i kind of came over and i listened to Cowan's talk about dna and how we don't even know that it's a real double helix i decided okay i'm gonna put up a, a, a little. Symbol of a wavelength. I thought, oh, so it's, a, it's about EMF and wavelength. I'll put that up. And now I've decided it's just an information. We're in an information war and I'm putting up the matrix. It's so, it's so confusing. But, you know, at the end of the day, what, what they have used against us has been this whole idea of a virus. It may not, it, it's not proven. And I think we're like, we, so they give, we are like little people that we are little people to them. We're way down at the bottom. Those people are, at the, if you think of knowledge as a dartboard, they're in the bullseye. We're at that outer ring trying to grope through and figure out what we're doing. We're in a cave trying to explore it using a candle, okay? And sadly, while we're trying to figure out what this cave is and where we are, we got people shooting at us. I don't think we should have our own side shooting at <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just keep exploring. That's my point. And, and I'm sorry if I, if I'm, well, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry that I ever brought out any information. You know, let's talk about it. I, I think that in my, me- in, even in the practice of medicine, where we are supposed to be thoughtful, you know, kind people to our patients and each other, we get petty. And, and let's look at, let's just, let's just leave it at, she didn't, she didn't support what she said yet. Let's let her. Let's give her a chance. And if she doesn't, then we just ignore her. That's a rational approach here. You know, there was a guy named. Um, oh, what was he? He had the same first and last name, Warren B. Warren. Warren B. Warren, I think, was a physicist, but he was, in any case, a science scientist at Princeton. And he he recognized when the first MRIs were coming out that there was an there was some kind of aberration and. and This is beyond my level of physics, so I can't go into the details. But he recognized there was a problem, and he tried to publish an article explaining the mathematics and physics of this problem. And he was literally hounded. They they took away funding. He was he was ridiculed. I mean, he was the the Yale. uh, uh, They have this big roast, and he was roasted. I mean, it was horrible what they did to this guy. And he was right. And it was then shown that he was right. Okay, so I just say, you know, science is not about consensus. It's not about everybody raising their hand. Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes people are messy. Look what they did to Andrew. Um, uh, uh, oh, I'm having an anomic aphasia today. The 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 British guy that just published a paper about um, the MMR vaccine. Uh, Dr. Dr. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I'm blanking on it. He, he works with the defense, the, the Children's Defense Fund and, okay. he, he, you know, um, anyway, he's he was a GI doctor and he's the guy that got embroiled in this autism thing. So he's a GI doctor. And what he did, and th- this is important because it tells you the the degree of lying that can happen around science and around what the publication of what you are is. Um i i just can't believe i can't remember his name i've got it in my tongue but anyway he's a gi doctor he sees uh, he sees starts seeing all these kids coming in by their parents because they're 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 two to three years old and they're rocking they've got this rocking behavior and they're clutching at their abdomen and they are miserable and he starts doing um colonoscopies on these kids and he discovers that they have these lesions in their colon. And when he sends them to pathology and works with a number of pathologists on this that were on the paper with him, uh they they find that it's got um it's it's got measles. They say this is this these are measles. At the time, they're saying this is the measles virus. They claim that they cultured the measles virus out. Now, I got to say, given what we know today, I'm confused about what they actually saw and what this proved. But but that was that was the point at the time. And. He didn't mention autism. This was a case review study. What they did is they it had twelve, I think twelve little kids. He just wrote the cases up and they talk. They call it a case in the old days, case review and review of the literature. So they t- they tell you what happened. It's it's one doctor saying, hey, I saw all these patients. I reviewed the literature. I don't know completely what's going on, but don't you find this interesting? And then other doctors are in the reading that paper are supposed to confirm or deny what they found. Okay. You're, it's not supposed to be the end all result. It's just supposed to start the conversation. So what happened though was he had stumbled across a minefield. Okay. Again, the gladiator in the arena. Only well, turned out he was well, well positioned to be a gladiator. So what happened was they, he, then he they started coming after him and he couldn't figure out why they're denying his facts so he re-interviewed the patient's families and at that point he discovered that they were um also noticing a a developmental setback in these kids they stopped talking or they became uh you know just flat affect they they changed their personalities they had all these things And they were they were but they but they couldn't tell this and he said well why didn't you tell me this the first time and they said well we're afraid to tell doctors that because when we told our primary care doctors about this they and and, you know because it's autism you know we thought we wondered if they like they're calling it autism they they had it said it could not possibly be from the vaccine no 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 and they and they threatened to uh get rid of us from their practices and we can't get another doctor this is the kind of thing that happens so then andrew wakefield Dr. Andrew Wakefield. So, so Dr. Wakefield then starts taking this public, and he they take away his medical license. Okay, he's been shown to be right, but they take away his medical license. They they come up with a whole bunch of of anti-vaccine um, to autism literature to justify that they're that he's a kook and needs to be taken down. He discovers in court, for example, that. That this all started with a batch of the MMR vaccine. It wasn't all measles vaccines. It was this particular trivalent measles mumps rubella vaccine that the British government had bought on a fire sale. It had been taken off, I think the Canadian market, maybe the Australian market, maybe our market It had been taken off several big markets. So they bought it up as a, as a, as a fire sale. And I think he discovered in, you know, now that it was a legal case and in discovery, they found out that they had a government, um, physician saying, Yes, uh, we knew it caused uh aseptic meningitis, but that's usually not a big deal. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. I'm not making the exact quote. You see what I'm saying, yep, is that sometimes these things happen, and when you when you're seeing like I am it's I'm just saying, really, why is this big? why did they go after her when we when they didn't have this response to other people? It seems to me that this is the way the bad guys operate, and yet these seem to be the good guys. You know, well,
0: that's that, and I think this is I think this is what is happening. I think there are people who have been held to their indoctrination. And again, I point back to Dr. Kaufman because he explained that he said we didn't have time to answer or ask questions when we were in medical school because it's you got to cram it all in there so you can regurgitate it for the test. And he says it's not until you get out into the real world and practice and stuff that you find out, wait a minute, some of the stuff isn't working. It's actually doing the opposite of, of helping the patient. So I, I get some of that. So they the the, pre, the people who are prepared to actually say, okay, let me step back a second instead of just cutting somebody's head off with it. Um, and by the way, I'll say this: you mentioned uh, Dr. Stefan Lanka. Uh, you know, I had uh, Dr. Kaufman reach out to him for me to bring him on, and his spokesman said, well, you know, he'd like to know if you have basic cellular kind of stuff. And I said, well, I. I know what a cell was what i was taught about it and stuff but i i said i'm not a doctor i'm hoping (laughs) yeah i'm hoping a guy who had this phd in virology can come and say why he's not a virologist uh, and and make it easy for people to understand. And of course, we we didn't get the interview uh, and stuff. But and and that's that's fine. But uh, for our friend who keeps wanting to call in and say that I haven't repented of my ignorance, it seems he can't provide anything or produce anything to show isolation. Which everybody knows what isolation means, except to when it comes down to viruses. It's anything but isolation. It's like. Let's just have potluck, you know, science here from what I from what I can see how they do things.
1: I think that's pretty close. I mean, well, and and it's like, and quite frankly, let's just let's just put it in a broader perspective here. And this is why I've come over to their side. I, I agree with them. I just don't agree with the way that they're going after Pernima without giving her a little bit of a chance to to change her mind and back off a little bit. This is just a human this is a human interaction point I'm making, okay? I agree that if you're going to accept science, at some point you've got to see the data. You know, you've got to see the science. And I encourage that to be forthcoming. However, here's another problem is that they don't let you publish. Nobody can publish stuff that goes against the grain. I've had this myself. I've had my own Fair share of that when I was doing research, and and um, it, you know, I had a friend. Let me tell you, I had a friend of mine in the in the research, and he was a chief of spine surgery, and he was a first year resident when I was a spine spine fellow in Rochester. Great guy, but he told me one time. He said, "Look," he said, "Don't feel." I was complaining because I said, "You know, I can't get this paper published, and it's probably because I'm not at a university now, and and you know, don't have any 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 uh you know credentials like that." I'm just a, a a busy surgeon, you know. And he said, no, that's not it. He said, we couldn't get our papers published either. And he and he's a chief at a university, by the way. We couldn't get our papers published either until we put somebody on the review board. You know that whole issue with peer review? So I, I'm telling you that people who think this is a simple scientific argument, it's not. Because... If we want evidence-based medicine, we have to allow the evidence to get published. Well, Dr. And Merritt, you when, make up your mind. when you say that, I want to ask a question. And she tried to publish it.
0: Yeah. So so because I've seen, we've done stories that we would, we had did the story. It was something about the alleged virus. I forget. I'd have to go back and pull it up. We did it on like a Thursday. And by Friday, and this was on the National Institute of Health website, you know, they published, by Friday they pulled it down and they go, oh, this wasn't meant to be up there. Now, it had been up there for more than a week, I know. This isn't <laughs> supposed to be up there. So here's the question about peer review. If all your peers are indoctrinated in the same lie, how are they going to view your stuff if you go off the reservation and you're actually right about it? How, how are right. they going to review
1: it? Exactly. And when there's big money behind them, not big money behind you. Let me just point out something about the London School of Tropical Medicine. They have gotten over, uh, I understand, over 180. I mean, I looked through to verify this number. I couldn't verify this exact number. I was told this number by somebody else. But I but I can tell you, when I look through the London School, they have all these people that are being funded by the Welcome Trust, by the Gates Foundation, um, by the the UK government. And I was told that, in general, it's over $180 million a year from those that bundle. So there's a reason they might not want to acknowledge that she was training there, you know, that she actually did work there. That's, I mean, there's, there's motive. And, yeah, peer review is like the Politburo attached to science, okay? you know why did why did the why did the russians starve under the soviet regime because you had a few people at the top of the government who determined how many tractors the farmers needed okay they they had, they didn't know how many tractors were needed farmers did they know when they need a new tractor they could kind of predict they could have if that's the the, the unseen hand of adam smith just let it work you know and that's what science should be but when money drives science and money drives the 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 publishing houses, okay? And that money comes from the same people, the pharmaceutical industry. What do you think is going to happen? You know, um, let me tell you, the, the pharmaceutical industry has caught perverting science so much. First, they were caught publishing their own journal and claiming, I think this was Merck years ago. They got a slap on the wrist, a fine that means nothing to these people, and they got caught publishing their own journal, okay? Then the next step was um they have gotten caught paying doctors to sign on to the publications It just goes on and on these you know they they own the fda people that think that people that think that the fda is there for your safety think again they when 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 pfizer or merck or astrazeneca or someplace wants to get their drug through the fda what they do is they do the testing not the fda the fda doesn't do any independent research at least in the, in the pharmaceutical drugs so the pharmaceutical drug that made the pharmaceutical company that made the drug does the testing. Might take them fifteen years to get through the wickets, which is a really nice thing to to weed out the little guys. Okay, now you're only left with the big firms able to do this. That gets rid of competition, so they love the FDA. I thought they would hate it, but the big guys love it. So they 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 spend all this time and generate. They you know the, the Brazilian rainforest is cut down multiple times just to create the paper for the research. And then what happens is they submit this research paper with money to fund the review. I mean, you know, let's see what's wrong with that thing. Oh, there's there's
0: a big conflict of interest in there.
1: I mean, that's called bribery. In, le- in less polite circles, that would be called bribery. Not only that, but there were two um, there were two doctors years ago. This is quite a while, and I don't remember their names. But they did a study, just an informal study. They looked at all the people in the FDA and in uh, in the pharmaceutical industry, and they watched the people going in and out of the FDA. And they said 70% of the reviewers of these papers, the people that decide whether or not a drug gets passed, are either coming from or going to the FDA. So the guy that you're, and, and one of them was in pharmaceutical research, and he said, you know, you're sitting at the table across from a, an FDA reviewer, and you know that he he in, in next month is going to be working with you. I mean that's that's a, so what do you think they're going to do you know um who was it Girling I think Girling Girling Game what's her she used to be the head of the CDC okay they own the CDC too for the same reasons the CDC when I was a medical student it used to be about. Information to doctors, at least for me, I, I used to subscribe. I was a medical intern. I, I subscribed to the, the MMWR, the, the morbidity mortality weekly report It came in a little paper thing into your mailbox as a medical student or an intern. And it told you about what diseases were in your area or around the world and what was happening, what was hot, what, what, what antibiotic resistance was showing up. I mean, it actually was useful. Then when I later wanted to go to the CDC and get information about something. This is years before COVID. I noticed it was just one big ad for the flu vaccine. Well, it turns out that's what funds the CDC, our vaccine patents, okay, and other patents. So when Julie, I think Girlingham was her name, got, got done being the chief of the CDC, and during her chiefdom, she had pushed the HPV vaccine, and also there was some other thing that she got involved with Uh, Oh, that was when the um, Gulf War syndrome came out that was related to squalene. And she sent her minions out to say, no, 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 we'll never put squalene in any vaccine for the American market. And they they, did. They did. Yeah, they did. But anyway, she's gone by then. And she goes over. And what is she now? I don't know if she's still there. She became the chief of the vaccine uh, division at Merck.
0: Well, we've done the stories, Dr. Uh, Merritt. One of the things we've done the stories on is, Basically, if you become a head of an FDA, when you leave that post, you eventually go work for one of the big big pharma companies uh, in some way or another. Right. I mean, I think the last three or four, at least that I that I can recall, have all gone to work for Pfizer, Moderna, um, Johnson John, Astrazeneca, any uh, at some at some place in there. So it's it's nothing more than organized crime. This is why I say we've got to. We've got to abolish DC. We've just got to get rid of it because it is so corrupt it's in it everything. it's already
1: everything. Be gone. I don't know if it's real anymore.
0: Well, it <laughs> well, I can tell you whatever's whatever's running it, the entities yeah. that are running it, uh it's real in their eyes that it's being used against us. And so I think it's formal that we abolish it. Uh the states get together and say, "Okay, we've had enough of this stuff. Uh you guys are, are robbing us, you're you're killing our people, you're making our people sick through this organization." And that's just one uh, agency yeah. that's unconstitutional. We didn't authorize them to have any business in. Was our health? We never authorized right. them to
1: that. Or the FDA.
0: Or, well, that's what I'm talking about. The FDA, and then you yeah, can get and, rid of the CDC, CDC. Second.
1: Yeah, yeah. CDC too, but you know, and and this is the problem. I think. You know, um, when when Mussolini, I think, coined the term uh, fascism, and uh, from the fascisti, I mean the the bundle. You know, it, it was, it was the impl- the, in World War II time, fascism meant it was an economic model based on public-private partnership where the government yep. was in charge, yep. but, con- but controlled. They didn't take all your land and they weren't like the Soviet communists. They didn't take everything, but they controlled you through overregulation and taxation, right? But the government was kind of on top. And I think what we have now is corporate fascism where actually the government is not on top, right? So even if we got rid of the government, we're right. being run by corporate fascists. We're being run by corporatism, and and that corporation, the court, and and we keep hearing that about the the crown corporation. Who knows? But at least by. Big Pharma is the biggest, probably of the big.
0: Well, yeah, and I think this all comes. We go back to do a little history again uh, that I, I often bring up, and that goes back to Abraham Lincoln and what started when he comes into office. And if people go to the Lincoln Memorial, what do you see there on the handles of his of his little throne that they've got? That's not a little throne; his big throne that they've set him up as a god. You see the fasces, right? You see those things yeah. right there on there. You even see it in the Congress. The next time you look at Congress, when they vote, they're on the sides of the Congress building. America, uh, as we know it, or as we knew it in the beginning, is gone. It is a fascist state. There's no question about it. And you're exactly right. The guys who have the money are the ones controlling your representatives. And don't think they're not, uh, for the most part. There There might be a handful, if you can even get five, if you can even get five that aren't being controlled that way. You might, you might can say that that's, that's the case, but all, all the rest are controlled by that. And it's seen in their wallets, it's seen in their bank accounts. Okay. So yeah. the thing, the thing with this, the, this lady is you were telling me. Um something about somebody grabbed some slides she had and they put PhD on it and that's where a lot of these guys are getting tripped up. Can you kind of explain that to people as well, to what and happened?
1: I'm, and I'm not sure that's exactly where they're getting it. Okay. What I've said to them, I said, listen, I didn't hear any of the things you're telling me when I talked to her. She didn't tell me she got her PhD. She told me she was there training. I haven't heard I mean, I haven't heard anything to the contrary of that. Now this then and somebody's saying oh no she's got she put out that she had two phds where is that i mean i'm not saying it didn't come out i don't read everything and i don't have time to i don't have a pi you know personal i mean a private investigator to do this and i don't have a staff so i don't have time to go down all these rabbit holes but i will just say if that if she's saying that then then maybe she's lying to us but i haven't heard that and i'm just saying let's just drop back and, and give this a chance to to go out um what was you asked me a question now i got i got off the train of thought there oh i was what just was saying that uh,
0: so you had said you were telling me that somebody had produced us her oh, slideshow yeah, 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 and yeah, then it, put it, it slides. on
1: slides. so yeah i did see it on the slides it said porno Wag phd virology okay but then i noticed on the slides it wasn't just her name this guy regis is on there and he's a podcaster Okay, so it strikes me that she put the slides together. She probably put the, the data on it. But somebody else produced, in the sense like you produce a, a show, produced the slides for her. And they, they may have put this on there. She may not have done that. Again, if we're going to be sticklers about the truth, let's just look at the actual facts here. And I'm willing to say I'm wrong. I just I just, I just don't think we're there yet. Yeah, you need and to see the evidence though, that you're wrong. Yeah, and even so... It. My again, my point here really and the big point is science isn't about your credentials as much about your knowledge, training, experience and the truth of what you're saying. Let's just wait for that. Let's just, you know, in normal. I think you're right. In normal times, in normal times, what we would do is somebody shows up. We don't know a paper drops like a bomb on your desk and you say, let's well, wait a minute. This hasn't been accepted. Let, let's just wait for confirmation. And then we never hear anything more, and it goes away. You know that's that's okay. Yeah. Um, that's the way science works. You know, it's got to. And but what's happening now is we that we're hearing that the Germans have come out somehow and said that that was the expose uh, reported it. I haven't seen their original paper again. This was not my big. I, I think it is a big deal, but it hasn't been my big focus. I just got caught up in the shrapnel kind of thing. I mean, I, I really, I. Uh, but I'm not trying to make an apology. What I am going to say is, as a human being, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name call and, and, and accuse her of things I can't prove either. Right. You know, sure. I'm just saying, let's just let, let it run its course. And, and, but, but if she doesn't produce her data, it may not be just because there's no data. Okay. Right. Lack of, you know, lack of proof doesn't mean lack of evidence. It may be that she's just gotten out of the arena. And by doing the what we, what's happening to her, is an argument why other people don't come forward, hmm. that may be in the same boat. You know, you might not be uh, credentialed in somebody's eyes, and you may not be, uh, you know, the person to speak out, and now you're not going to say anything. I, I don't know. I'm just saying I don't think this is the way to go about this. But Yeah, I, I think I get it. I have it. Got no hard feelings with anybody. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I, think I got I, a nice email from uh, the, the guy who wrote the, the, the what I call, considered kind of a hit piece. Sure. And he said, listen, I, you know, this wasn't against you. This was blah, blah, blah. So, I, okay. I mean, let's just let sleeping dogs rot, lie and let, let's wait for the facts. Yeah. Because I think it's going to prove that they're right. Now, really, the question is, why didn't they find anything? If it's true that they didn't find anything, not any genetic material in the vaccines, what the heck is going on? And how could we explain that? And my, I tell you, my honest thinking. There's a couple possibilities. I mean, one is that the the pharmaceutical companies claim that the reason they had to put everything under, into cryogenics, you know, very very cold, freezing conditions, to, to ship them out, uh, was that after a few weeks, after I guess ten weeks, they they outdated, and the genetic material would just poof be gone. Now. <laughs> Okay, we accepted that initially, but then we noticed that they weren't using the cryo like they thought they were going to initially, and then they noticed now it was 10 weeks. It seemed to kept changing. Is that really true? And if that's true about genetic material, that it just goes poof, it isn't there anymore, um, why do we do forensic DNA on dead bodies and on, on, on long dead things? Okay, Jurassic Park. You know, I mean, uh, can that be real? There's a lot of questions going around. I mean, I'm not.
0: Uh, I would think not, there. I would think there would be something, uh, some kind of trail that would be left, even in in somebody who's dead, that you would you would perform that on.
1: That's going to be there. there is, yeah, the, I mean, the forensic pathologists claim there sure. is. The forensic researchers, these 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 dinosaur hunters, claim they can get DNA out of very ancient structures. So come on now, it goes poof after ten weeks. We can't find any any genetic material which makes me kind of more tend to believe that if it's not there, it's not there. But, okay. again, I can't prove that, but I would sure like to see more confirmation, because if it's not there, my my big fear in all this is that we are creating a big, um, you know, sand fight over something, and the real problem is they're coming after us with wavelength. That's right.
0: Yeah, and they're coming after the guys who are who have who are made the attack and everything. They're coming after them, too, just as much as they are us.
1: Well, and that's why they said they, they had to do this is they didn't want to be associated. But I think it's just like, it's kind of like, you know, there's so many times in the news, you just think if so and so would have just kept quiet, the news would have, the news cycle, people have a 30 second memory. It would have just died down and nobody would have remembered any of this. But now it's kind of going on and on. And, and I'm concerned. I I honestly think we're dealing with wavelength propagation of of disease, disease meaning dis-ease, not a uh, something caused by little fake animalcules that come out of your mouth and make other people sick. I think that's kind of a funny way to put it that I heard somebody say but I think that's really true is it the more we concentrate on viruses which we didn't prove in 1918 and and we were never taught that in medical school I, I actually by the way I went back in my old textbooks of medicine and infectious disease stuff and I you know what I was looking for you know proof of transmission. What did we say back in the 70s and 80s about transmission? And you know when you look up transmission of disease, what they emphasize? Parasites and bacteria, uh, bacterial diseases. They do not make much, there's a, when they give pages and pages to parasite transmission and pages and pages to transmission of, uh, you know, uh, tuberculosis and things like that, they don't really talk about viruses except in a small paragraph. What's that all about? These are just my observations I'm finding going through things. And I'm saying I think we're being led astray, especially when I also found, and I put this out on my little private substack on my website, not a substack, but my pseudo-substack, that, that there's, there are, there's the ability to, tr- the, when cells die, they give off these what the Russians call death photons. They're in the near-ultraviolet or ultraviolet wavelength because they cannot pass through through uh, glass, but they will pass through quartz. So a guy named Kaznachev put together a study and he put these cells, two groups of cells, and he showed that if you killed one group of cells, if you cause lethal damage to a group of cells and you make them sick, you you either irradiate them or you treat them with arsenic or, or, or staphylococci or something, you do something to damage these cells and you put them in a chamber that's hermetically sealed from the world with another set of cells that you didn't damage. And you put a glass window between them. Glass, nothing will happen to those other cells. But you put quartz in between those two Petri dishes of cells. And suddenly something passes from the dying cells to create the same death pattern in these non-irradiated cells. Incredible. The cells that weren't poisoned. Yes. It's called the Koznacheev effect. And I, I, if any doctors are out there listening, any medical students, any scientists, have you ever heard this? No, but it's published. The Germans knew about it. The Russians knew about it. Guess what lab they were working on this in? The Marburg lab in Germany. Mm. Marburg. We keep hearing about Marburg. Yep. There have been less than 600 disease cases of Marburg. And it doesn't, so it, there's something they're not, I mean, that's, whatever they're telling us about Marburg isn't true either. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not a wild virus. It's, whatever it is, is totally man-made because it only seems to occur in lab, in lab people, And in two sets of gold miners or or miners in Africa that were in conflict zones, that sounds to me like either a bioweapon test or they just used it to take these people out so they could take over the assets. There's something very wrong about Marburg. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Do you, Dr. Mary, he, do you do you want to hang on for just a little bit after? Because we're almost up against the end of the show here. Sure. Okay. Um, one of the things I want to put out before we do this, and I'm going to let you tell about your website, is you know I make reference to this passage of scripture, First Timothy six twenty. He says, "Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely called, or the actual understanding is pseudo science." But the interesting thing is about what you said before. Here's the word genosia okay that's translated science it's simply knowledge doctrine wisdom isn't that interesting because you talked about mm-hmm. these guys are trying to control uh, you know knowledge they're trying to to dumb the people down we've
1: seen that in the education yeah, the occult, system these guys being the darker cult yeah.
0: they're, they're trying to do all that kind of stuff and so <clears throat> let's carry over just a little bit on that and I won't keep you long today because it is Sunday but uh, if you want to you got about uh, 30 seconds sure. or so here tell people where they can find out more about you
1: Oh yeah i'm at a <laughs> good name for this discussion i'm at the dot com There's no accident I chose that 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 <laughs> website and uh yeah, we have a lot of fun there. We have a podcast we do have live q and a on our podcast. We try to have people that are really can can tell us interesting things and also help us survive this that's what that's what the podcast is about and to it's exit the Biomatrix. so i i think it's i think it's uh useful.
0: Okay, all right. Be sure to check that out, uh dot And if you can't remember that later on down the road, it's just drleemerit.com It goes there too, so you can do both of those. Uh, Dr. Lee, we're going to carry over with you just for a few minutes. I'm, I hope we're not going to carry you to, keep you too long today because I know you got things to do there at the home. But thank you for being with us. And uh, guys, you can catch Bradley at three p.m. Eastern, two p.m. Central. SunsLibertyMedia dot com. And in the morning, we'll be back with you. We should be doing. A show with Andy Gonzalez out of Texas. You won't believe what a community college down there did to her. Talk to you then. All right. I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio and uh, Dr. Lee. I, you know, we had to kind of cut off there. There was something you were saying right before that I wanted to ask a question. I forgot. But let me let me see if I can I can bring it this way, just so people understand what's going on. It seems that in the midst of this, we're we're facing. Different, completely different mindsets uh, when it comes to the medical profession, if you will. And while there are some things that everybody can agree on, okay, yeah, you've got a you've got a femur and you've got a. Phalanges, and you've got teeth, and you've got a skull, and stuff like that. We can agree on those things. It's on these things that seem to ev- to ev- evade us. Uh, again, I'll, I'll talk about the guy who uh, called into the show uh, with Bradley, and then sent us a an email. Just his arrogance is incredible to me. But <clears throat> it, it's like oh, see, they've got electron picture, electron microscope pictures of the virus. And I go, okay, do you have somewhere that thing you know, came out? I mean, do you have a movie of it where you can show this is what created that or whatever? You just got a picture of something, and you're going to call it a virus. Because to me, that's the equivalent of, of holding up the pictures of, of the moon landing and say, see, we landed on the moon. Well, wait a what minute. Happened? I see letters on the rocks here, and I see shadows that don't go this way. Um that doesn't prove anything. It proves that you got something that looks like you landed on the moon. Where is the light coming from the moon? Cause it's lit up when it's a full moon. Where's the light coming from the moon itself? You know, that's that kind of thing that I asked the question on. And I've been told, well, there are people who are a lot smarter. Well, that's a fact and evidence, brother. There's a lot of people smarter than me. Uh, I don't claim any of that, but I'm, I don't think I'm a fool either to just take it in and not ask a question or something. So, Isn't that what we're dealing with right now? We've been given the invisible boogeyman. They've got us looking at quote-unquote viruses. And I think you and I, and I'm not a doctor, I asked Dr. Lee, could I pass for a doctor? And she kind of laughed at me. She says, what kind? And I said, you know, a redneck doctor. Um, (laughs) So I think maybe I could pass for that or something. But, you know, you've got these people presenting this and they're wanting to fight tooth and nail and many of them their their livelihood is based on it you mentioned CDC right. FDA some of these doctors much you know much of what they do not all of them but much of what they do centers around viral you know infections and stuff like this when i went to the doctor um with my one of my boys when you know we were under investigation with CPS and all this stuff I remember going right in the doctor's office and they had it tacked up on the little cardboard there if you have a viral infection, just go home get some rest unless you get dehydrated uh get in bed there's nothing we can really do about that that you has to run its course so what what is the battlefield that we're seeing here it isn't about this this lady that you had on your show no. it isn't about you it isn't about the personality the personalities are what they attack uh, in many cases but This is really about getting to the idea of truth, is it not?
1: I I honestly think at the end of the day, that is exactly what this is about. And keep in mind that there are people, like I said earlier, there are people that know a lot more about the way the world works. And if you look at the Tavistock Institute, these are the people that funded the Tavistock Institute. And it was not just to teach people how to deal with shell shock and to understand shell shock. That was the ostensible reason for setting it up. But but it was about how to control population thinking, okay? I mean, this is a long-term program of controlling the way we are educated to teach us the way to think, how not to question certain things. I mean, look at the, there's a, we know, I mean, just on a prosaic level, we know that there's all these murderous technologic capabilities out there that the military industrial complex has created, and we know nothing about it. You know, we're told that much. We're told, listen, that's top secret. You can't know that. It's not just, our, that's, that's not just sci-fi. That's true. They don't tell us about things that, that we know that they're supposed to have. On the other hand, I think it's not just about that. It, it's also about they don't, they're, they're the group controlling this whole show that, that's, that I, the, I can't use the whole term, but you know what kind of show it is that of COVID. Um, they've not only got murderous technologies that we don't completely understand, but they've also got psychologic techniques that we're not paying attention to. And, you know, Karen Kingston brought this up and she, she elucidated one of these for me that I wasn't paying attention to, but I kind of know, I know I've read about Tavistock, I know about the ideas, but here's one that's particularly about this. It's how do you get people to take a new drug or a vaccine, and what she said is, they know that if you if you tell Americans something, it's different between Americans and Africans and Europeans. Everybody's got a different kind of group psyche. Okay, if you go to Americans and you say you need to take this vaccine for your own health, you know they're kind of distrustful of government. That was one of the big reasons why people cited for not taking the vaccine. We don't necessarily believe what government tells us, so they won't necessarily take it on that. If you tell them, well, if you take it for the good of your children, you'll get more. If you tell them, you know, take it for your neighbor, not so much. But then if they tell you, you're the only part of the two, you're only one of 2% of people that haven't taken this, then they might take it because they don't like to be, we're group animals. We don't like to be alone. We don't like to be the only outliers. Not that me. Very, I like to be alone. <laughs> I know, I'm, no, that's why I'm a rebel, with, hopefully with a clue. No, I don't, I never had a problem with that. You know, and I think being kind of an outcast in junior high and not being one of the popular kids, being the, you know, the, the walking dictionary and all the things they tell you when you're kind of a nerdy kid, that helped being an outlier. I don't have a problem with that, but there are so many people that don't like to be outliers. And I get it, but they're using it to kill you. Okay. You got people have to wake up. They're using that to kill you. So they not only know things, but they know how to manipulate us. And and keep in mind that their they're level, their occult capabilities their ability to hide knowledge is also a very sophisticated art that's beyond our wildest expectation and so i like you know one of the things that i think it i heard dr cowan say in this whole group of people that you know this is the the what for lack of a better term there's the terrain group the people that don't believe it's it's the it's the germ it's the it's the 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 germ in the terrain okay the terrain or not even a germ it's just the terrain so whatever um I think, you know, he makes, we, first of all, we have to question everything. What we've learned from this, if nothing else, question everything. It's not just about medicine. It's about basic science, the way the world is, you know, the shape of the world now is coming under question, you know, how our brains work, everything. But one of the things Dr. Callan said, which I think is, is right to the point. If you don't know how they got to the, 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 the proof, then you can't be sure it was proven. And, some of this is so technically sophisticated that not everybody can 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 trace that. So some people, it's interesting. They're trying, I, I thought it was interesting. There are kind of two groups of people initially that did not take the vaccine. It was it was people at the PhD level wouldn't take the vaccine. Now they probably because they know about the lies, right? And then there were people without any degree at all, people that just finished high school or not even that. And that group wouldn't take it because they were suspicious of government. It's the and then there's and then there's just educated,
0: yeah, and then well, and then there's just people like me out here who don't fit in either one of those. But I've learned enough about vaccines that I don't want I don't want them sticking them in me or my kids.
1: Right. So there's there's there are a lot of reasons you didn't take it, but the two biggest groups were those two groups. And so if you if you you don't have to have a scientific background to question this, but you do have to have a suspicious mind to question everything you know we need to look look at our rea- the nature of our reality that's what the problem is we have accepted public et- and and there are multiple reasons for this I really like there's a two hour um kind of seminar or or, or podcast by um uh, a guy who it's called the uh demystification of, of the occult, I think it's called. And it's about how how they do this. And one of the reasons that one of the ways they get you not to look at things is to make fun of you if you do. Oh, you you read that? Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, you know, or that's only idiots believe that. I mean, they have all sorts of of, of reasons to, to ridicule you. So you won't look there. Another reason to not look at something is the emotional cost to you. In other words, If I tell if 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 people come out with data like they're coming out with that shows that this could be um, a murderous vaccine that is going to kill everybody at some point. You know, we don't know. We simply don't know because we're seeing a spike in death. The spike seems to peak at six months, but we don't know if there's a longer peak. We're not not there yet. So what it's going to do. That's such an uncomfortable. These doctors that took it. It's such an uncomfortable thought that they may have killed themselves. They just don't want to, they're not even looking at the data. They don't want to look at the data. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So there's yeah. lots of reasons you can get people not to look at, at, at things. A lot of the truth out here is hidden right in plain sight. We just weren't paying attention. Like the kosnachev effect, that wasn't hard to find once I knew what I was looking for. Um, nanobot technology. There's the Journal of Nanorobotics or Journal of Nan- Nanotechnology, I mean. Uh, there's, there's a journal of, uh, graphing. I mean, there's all sorts of this stuff out there on graphing technology, the MIT Army Consortium. You can find stuff in public view. A lot of times you won't understand the, um, implication of it, but it's out there. And so they, they depend on our ignorance because they've dumbed down our schools and they depend they, they've also just convinced us that we'll tell you what you need to know. So the world is dividing into two groups, the people that actually seek out knowledge and the people that just sit back and let and think that they're going to get knowledge from the TV. And I'm going to tell you what you're getting from the TV is an intelligence program Mm. in the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A lot of this comes down to you were just saying something there and I I lost my train of thought, but you, you were saying something about. Uh, how they're how they're doing this in such a so such a way that they're saying, "Hey, we care about you." I mean, this is the way they present it. Right. We care about you. You need to wear your mask. Now we've got the the chick who was on uh, CNN; she was their medical expert chick, Miss Wen or whatever her name was, and she was pushing the mask stuff. And now she's saying, "Oh, we're, you know, wearing a mask, my my toddler wearing a mask has caused this this problem with his learning ability and stuff like that." And you're going, uh, "Now you're going to tell that? us?" I mean, we could have told you this stuff before because we had enough knowledge. Oh, I know what it was. When you were saying these different places you can find it, that it's out in the open, but it's compartmentalized. So you learn right. they're messing with graphene. You just don't know what they're doing with it. You, you're you're like, oh, well, this is really neat. This is kind of cool that they can do all these things. Now, what are they doing with it? Now, anybody with a, a thinking brain is going to sit there and go, they're probably not up to any good with anything they do because I don't see government ever coming out with an idea that is actually good for the people they present it as good for the people, but in every situation, all I see is it's really bad for the people, it ends up being good for government, good for corporations, good for defense contractors, and stuff like that
1: yeah and and uh, and honestly, you'll actually find nanotechnology journals that talk about stuff that you know isn't good for you there was I found a, a paper it was by a physician in Peru, and again. It's one paper. You should always wait for confirmation. You can't put too much stock in one paper. But again, it had some ring of truth and he cited some things and he, he talked about nanotechnology in the brain. And his point was, ironically, his big point in this paper was he was, he was obviously kind of upset that he thought people were getting the PhD in physiology and, and biochemistry for when they were using involuntary subjects in their testing, because they were looking at nanotechnology in the brain. How many people want to volunteer to be a a test subject for that study? So they were using the cartels in order to get people to uh, be tested on. And that was his only reason for writing this paper. I'm I'm sure that paper's going to be censored or whatever, but no, it doesn't get taken down until enough people notice it. But that's the kind of thing that happens is, when things start to be noticed, then they take things down. Uh, the very first article that came out about um, the, maybe that maybe the genetic sequence suggests a, a a man-made thing here was by Prashant Pradhan in Delhi, India, and that paper came and showed that there were four HIV um, uh, inserts into the into the sequence that's up in Blast. Uh, here's here's one before the paper on before this before the EUA was published. They had not done any studies on pregnant women. But as soon as the EUA came out and they were giving out these Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, they said, oh no, it's safe and effective in pregnant women. When the EUA came out and real people analyzed it, I know at AFLDS, at the American Frontline Doctors, a couple of people that are very good with this kind of analysis really looked at the paper and they, and it was once they showed it, it was easy. I mean, I'm not a great person to find all these details, but they said, you could, even I could find this one, is that they hadn't tested it on pregnant women. You could tell that they it was a very select group that they used to get the EUA. These people were healthy, no medical problems, they weren't pregnant, blah, 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 blah. And then if you went back in time, you could find that this kind of technology, when it was being tested, the test subjects were advised not even to be around pregnant women or women of childbearing age. And yet they're telling us it's safe and effective. So again, what I'm saying is, they hide things in plain sight. Um, when the when the and they and they re and they use word magic, you know they 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 they, they use words like legalisms. They get you there. That's why you know legalisms are the the way the world r- runs. And so science uses it too. So when the first paper that came out post marketing, looking at people people that were women that were pregnant that had a vaccine, they came they concluded that. If you took the vaccine in the first trimester of pregnancy, you had a 13, I think, I think their number was 13% risk of miscarriage, which is below the average. I mean, it goes up to 20% depending on populations, I guess. I'm not an OBGYN doctor, but I, I know this from talking to my friends that are. So, um, so it was a very low number and nobody, nobody worried about it except the people that actually read the paper. Okay. If you took the title, you wouldn't know this. But when you read the paper, guess what it showed? It showed that actually, if you took the vaccine in the, in the first trimester, you had an 82% of losing the baby, but they didn't call it miscarriage. Cause when you lose a baby outside of the first trimester, they technically don't call it miscarriage. It also showed later when they came out and they said, well, maybe it was that paper. It, there was a, there was a, when the Oh, no, it was the Pfizer dump. When the first Pfizer dump, they yep. were ordered by the court to give out. They showed that in a group of 270 pregnant women that were given these vaccines, they could only prove one live birth. But at the time they're doing this, I didn't it's even hold on. Hold on. That's new to me
0: because we did a report on it, and what I saw, I, if I remember correctly, they didn't have one that did that. They had several of them that actually didn't even show up for some of the things. But the ones they tracked, That's it. out of the ones we, they tracked, all of them died. All of the babies died. That was what I had read in in the paper. You no,
1: know, I think there was there was one like there was a group of two hundred seventy okay. women, and two hundred thirty eight were failed to follow up. Okay so they they really only reported on Yeah it was about 20 or 30 something like that yeah. women. Yeah, 32 women. And of those only one live birth. Now, here's the other point. We're seeing we're seeing stillbirth, we're seeing babies dying of sudden infant death syndrome after birth. I mean, in other words, they're not living very long. 2 and 3 months after they get they 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 are born they're dying. Now I haven't seen numbers come out yet about the rates there, about how it's Im- increasing things, but we're going to start seeing that. I will say, however, so yeah, that that was. I think we're talking about the same paper, but the thing of it is that was the 1200, first twelve hundred seventy pages or something that that they they that they dumped out, and there's more coming out now. The they hide things in plain sight using words. That's just my point here, and they'll because they redefined what miscarriage was. And that's just so cheesy. That just shows you this is not about health and wellness. This is just about pushing you to take these vaccines for their own reasons.
0: Yeah, I was just looking I was just looking that up. I I had written about this before and this was the part that that came out in the in in what was in there. It said pregnancy outcomes for the two hundred and seventy pregnancies were reported as spontaneous abortion, twenty three. Outcome I mean that's a pretty high number spontaneous abortion out of two hundred and seventy. Uh, outcoming, outcome pending five, which I guess that was some that they didn't follow up. Premature birth with neonatal death. Uh, that, uh, maybe that was that, uh, that would be, I guess a birth, but then a death spontaneous abortion with whatever that word is, death, two intrauterine Spon- death to each, thank you. Intri- <laughs> see, this is why I'm not a doc. I'm, I'm yeah, red see, that these doctor. I'm a
1: redneck doctor. These are all the things after, this is what, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, they only had a certain number in the first trimester, and that was acceptable if you only looked at the at the miscarriage rate, and that's what they reported. But they're not looking at the entire big picture here, right. which is what's your chance of having a real baby? Yeah, you know, they lost it through intrauterine birth. They lost it through see. They call it different things depending on where along. If they if they lose it like in the second trimester, it's an intrauterine death, I think, and if they lose it close to. Um, the time of, of delivery, then it's a premature death. It's a premature birth death or something. You see what I'm saying? I they label it. it, and that's my point. Is is that you know it's like it's like if 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 I just tell you a little of the data, just to make you feel good, but what you really want to know is is this going to harm my baby? Mm. And they didn't tell you that. Yeah, they could have told you. They had the numbers. They didn't tell you that. They didn't tell. It. That's they right. Hiding it. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just fraud.
0: So it, so it comes down to, you know, nothing is new under the sun here. Isaiah 4 6, people know we quote this quite often. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. And you know, the Bible tells us in the Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and it's also the beginning of wisdom. And so what you're saying is they're keeping that knowledge from us and we're kind of just like, I mean, as a as a people, I'm not talking about the individuals, but as a people, we're kind of like, well, we just believe what we're told because they got the white lab coats on. They got the sheepskin on the wall. They got, you know, they, they've been in business for whatever. We think they know what they're talking about. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But what it's doing is it's destroying us as a people, our ignorance. I think it was Thomas Jefferson who said we can't remain ignorant and free at the same time. We have to be those who are knowledgeable. And you were talking about learning uh, the, the discussions now on. The shape of the earth. Uh, I I got to tell you, when I go back to scripture on all these kind of things, I think of so many stories. Uh, we've got, uh, I think it was, um, I want to say George Washington Carver. That's who the guy. I want to say invented peanut butter, right? Mm-hmm. And they ask him, well, "Where did you get this?" Well, it was right there in Genesis one one. Or the guy who found the 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 what do they call them? Uh, In the seas, the trade routes, you know, where the ships can travel faster and those things. And he was really sick and he was reading through the, I think it was the Psalms, and he read this particular passage. I can't remember the exact Psalm, but he read it and it talked about the, 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 um, I don't want to, I don't want to mess this up, but you'll get the, for lack of a better term, if somebody wants to correct me, that's fine. Like these roads within the seas are these, Oh, okay, I, I forget what it was. So he went looking for them, and he found them, and he was cutting down the travel time tremendously for ships to get from one place to another. So all of these men, and I could probably point to many others that I've learned in my lifetime, but they would go to the Scripture first, and they found something, and then they would go to see, is this what it's talking about? Can I find this in the creation? And, you know, when we talk about uh, science, and we were talking about the knowledge and things of that nature, we have all these ologies, the study of... Uh, theology theos uh, the study of god or or some of these other things i want people to understand it's a study of whatever they're talking about and uh i think that leads us on i think from my perspective i think everybody that i've seen that starts with the bible if they'll start with that and then they'll say okay how can i bring that to bear against what i'm looking at i'm not saying it speaks to every little thing but i think our knowledge comes from the one who's created us so that's that's what that's what i believe
1: well, and, and in favor of that, that, I've come to that conclusion, too, and I didn't come to it because I came through the Bible. I've come to that after the fact. You know, I'm saying I, I, I should have come through it that way, but I didn't, and I'm just glad I got there somehow. But, but here's the thing. You know, you can present all the data you want. People do not respond to data you know you can show them that the VARES has more deaths and more more uh, serious adverse events than anything we've ever seen in the history of the vaccine world okay you can show them uh, more soccer teams you know the equivalent of 11 soccer teams dead after these vaccines something we've never seen in the history of the world you can see them demed the the damage to our military you can go on and on the data in pregnant women you can go on, and on. that doesn't stop anything what, what people need to have is a worldview that you understand the evil that has befallen us, and that you didn't get from these scientists, okay? You're going to get it from understanding the nature of the world and the nature of God. You know, in ancient medicine, there were only two treatments, and it was purification, get right with God, and detoxification. You didn't have to have a diagnosis. You just, everything was a toxin. And you know what? In my opinion, that's the way the world is looking again to me.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I t- in fact, that that leads me to thinking to some of the thinking. And I brought this up in a discussion with Kate before, on the issue of clean and unclean, and how that's referenced in the Bible with re- with respect to coming and being able to worship God. Now, God didn't say, "Well, if you're if you if you do this, if you touch a dead body, you're you're unclean forever." He says, you're in clean, you, you know, you go and you wash and, and, uh, you're in clean until evening. And the next day you can get and, and you can, you can do what you need to do. But there was, there was a sacrifice. There was things that were done in, in the process of that, but it wasn't just an ultimate, you're out of here kind of thing forever and ever. And so I, I, th- I think, I think there is some ties into that detoxification that takes place for sure. All right. So. Let's close out the show. Uh, thank you for staying over with us, and it's been great to have you as always, especially here on a Sunday. You want to tell people, give fine, people a final word about this? Because I think one of the, the big things that's come out is obviously y- just you haven't been a, a voice, to, not that you couldn't do it before, but here to come out and say, hey, look, this is what the deal is regarding the interview that I did, but also this unveiling of this occultic hand that's controlling knowledge, not only in science, but in a, a lot of aspects of our life.
1: Oh yeah. And and by the way virus means toxin in Latin. Mm. <laughs> you know, an interesting point. Uh, and and, fa- and and sorcery is pharmakia in Greek. So yep. we we're we are under the thumb here of of real evil. And that's what we have to understand. I yeah, my website is themedicalrebel.com and uh I have under that red bar you can find probably all the information you might need. I've got protocols for parasites and I've got protocols for chlorine dioxide which I cannot recommend but i can say that i use myself i do too um, and then here's the here's you know, the video
0: that we're talking about if people want to check that, that out we're
1: talking about right there yep and um so i i'm leaving it up there i'm not i i you know Purtima said to me just abandon me i'll go down by myself and i said i'm not doing that that's just not in my nature i mean whatever it is um i like her she's my friend And, and that has nothing to do with this data. Now it, it will we'll figure out the data later but it's not It's this is we should take all the personalities out of it and it just should be we'll wait for the data and i think i personally think she's going to be proven right and i think it doesn't matter about the london school of whatever tropical medicine it really it doesn't it does it does speak to truth but i think that's being misinterpreted so that's what yeah. i have to say yeah well for having me on
0: yeah absolutely it's always a pleasure to have you on uh and especially long conversations where you just Dump out all this information that you've got in. I know you you do a lot of studies. I think the first time we had you on, you said, "Oh, this COVID thing has me kind of sitting around and doing all this other stuff, and all I'm doing is reading all these medical documents and stuff like this and learning." But one of the things I like about, I really like about you is you're not sitting up in an ivory tower, an ivory tower somewhere. I mean, you got garden, you got chickens, you got all this stuff that you're caring for. So <laughs> I have a job. Yeah, you're just a regular American woman out there. I mean, what a real American woman. At least used to be. Uh, from my from my perspective, you're like my wife. My wife's got all this home stuff that she does, all the gardening and thing and, and things, and then she's got her little hobbies that she does, a quilting and all this other stuff. So I know you're very busy like she is, and that's one of the things I like. You're not you're not um, what do you call, highbrow people or whatever. All this kind of stuff uh, you're down to earth people like you and they like the information that you give and you point them to in the direction where they can find it for themselves so we appreciate that very much uh, Dr. Lee hang on and I'll say goodbye to you off air catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern 2 p.m. Central sonsoflibertymedia.com and then Lord willing will be back, back with you in the morning 6 a.m. again we're going to have Lord willing we're going to have Andy Gonzalez on and she's going to tell you What happened when she just went to a community college and engaged some students in a discussion about transgender? Oh, the police show up, you know, the thin blue line. And uh, yeah, you're going to want to
1: see what happens with that. Until then, see you.